Hey friends, welcome back to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. Today we are going to continue talking about container gardening. In our last episode, we talked a little bit about what the benefits of it are, if it would be a good fit for you, and also the different kinds of containers that you could use if you're going to plan on growing a container garden. Today I actually want to talk with you about the things that you will need and some of the crops that are a really good option to grow in a container garden. So stay tuned till the end. I will share with you some of my favorite crops that I actually grow in containers and let's go ahead and get started. Hi friend, do you dream of having a garden but you don't know where to start? Do you want to switch to more natural products but feel overwhelmed by all the options? Do you believe that a holistic lifestyle would help your special needs kiddo but you're daunted by all the information out there? Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast where you will learn how to work towards your dream for homesteading, gardening, and holistic living in small, simple steps that won't overwhelm you. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm a wife, Jesus follower, and mom to some amazing kids. As some of my kids began experiencing health struggles and developmental delays, I decided it was time to switch to a holistic lifestyle. I quickly became stressed out and burnt out, feeling like I needed to change everything at once. I finally realized that I had to start making one small change at a time, then build from there. I learned to walk this holistic journey in a way that works for me and my family without stress or overwhelm or constantly feeling like I wasn't doing enough. If you're ready to hear from another mama who understands what it's like to have no time and who can help you make changes towards better health for your family in a way that works for your specific life, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in your earbuds, reheat your coffee for the third time, and let's do this. Hey mama, if you have been looking for a community that is like-minded, that is looking to start maybe a little backyard homestead, a backyard garden, any of those kind of things, but you're finding that a lot of your in-person friends just don't really share those similar interests with you, then head over to our free Facebook community and join us there where you can share all about your gardening wins, ask questions if you're having any kind of struggles, and just grow and learn along this journey of growing your backyard garden. You can find us at bit.ly slash motherhood community. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash motherhood community. I cannot wait to see you there. Okay, so what I want to share first is just the fact of what is it that you're actually going to need in order to get started. So maybe you've listened to this episode and you've decided, okay, container gardening is definitely something I want to do. Maybe it's the only thing you want to do, or maybe you've decided you want to try a couple different options, which is actually what we do. And you're just wanting to know how to get started. Well, I just want to share with you some really quick tips today to let you know just the foundations of what you're going to need in order to actually start your container garden. So the first thing obviously you're going to need is a container. If you're not sure about what kind of container, go back and listen to the previous episode where I gave you some ideas. Also, you can obviously Pinterest container gardens. You're going to come up and it's going to pop up like tons of creative ideas for different options that you can use as well. That's a great resource in my opinion. But the main thing that you're going to need is obviously your container. And then I personally use an organic potting soil. I tend to spend more money on a very good quality potting soil. And the reason being is because I continue to use the potting soil year after year. As long as there was no disease or pests or anything like that in on the plant that was in the soil, I will keep reusing that and I will just refresh the soil. And I have gone before and just bought basic organic potting soil at Home Depot. And what I found is that my plants did not do as well as if I spent a little bit more money getting something like Happy Frog or something like that that's just better quality. Um, I, I noticed that my plants 
actually produced more whenever I spent the money on that potting soil. And like I said, I have continued to use the potting soil. I just refresh it with like some compost, some earthworm castings, different things like that to get it ready to go for the next year's plantings. So in my opinion, organic potting soil, so you're not having all the chemicals there in the, in the soil, the dirt where you're going to grow your plants, where your plants are going to get their nutrients from. And it's worth it to me to just spend a little bit more to, it's kind of like an upfront cost type of thing. But if you cannot do that, then in my opinion, go to, I, I know the Home Depot has some organic potting mix you can get there. I've used it before. I would just encourage you to possibly fertilize a little bit more frequently just because I found that my plants did not do quite as well in it. But to be fair, I don't think I was fertilizing them as much as I should have. It was my first year. And I didn't know what I was doing. So that could have been part of it as well. But I just noticed with the better quality soil, I just not did not have to stay on top of fertilizing it near as much, which was really, really beneficial for me as a busy mom juggling all the things. I One less thing that I have to think about or to really put a lot of like concentrated effort into remembering to keep it alive, that's better in my opinion. So go ahead and get your potting soil that you're going to have ready to go. And then you're obviously going to need either seeds or starts or both whatever option we've gone in a previous episode as well talking about the different options between seeds and starts and weighing the benefits of both of those and what that could look like for you and then the other thing that I would go ahead and have on hand ready to go would be some kind of fertilizer this could be earthworm castings fish emulsion the trifecta that I had mentioned from MI Gardener whatever it is that you want to use just and I just go ahead and have it ready to go because for me, it just sets me up for success to remember to actually fertilize the stuff if I have it ready to go. Because if I don't, what ends up happening is I think, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll need to wait in a couple of weeks. I'll need to fertilize that. So I'll wait a few weeks. I'll get the fertilizer and then I'll pick up doing it, you know, weekly or whatever. And then I forget to do it. And then it's been like six weeks and nothing's been fertilized. So it's just better for me to have everything like prepped, ready to go. It sets me up for success because I can go ahead and set my first reminder in my calendar to remind me, hey, this is when you need to fertilize for the first time. I already have the stuff ready to go and I don't have to think about it. And that is what works best for me. So that's what I would recommend if you're like me and you struggle sometimes with taking on a lot of projects and juggling all of them, um, then I would recommend just having the stuff already ready to go for you. And the last thing that you're going to want to already have is your method for watering. So whether that's going to be some kind of watering pitcher or if you're going to use maybe a hose with like an attachment, I really like the like a garden hose with a, a mist attachment, like a shower, the one that you can click into different ones. I For like my potted plants, I prefer the shower a spray it just tends to do better it kind of waters everything thoroughly without blowing stuff away with like the strength of the spray from the water and that's pretty much all you need honestly this is why I say doing a container garden for a beginner in my opinion is just a really good option because it's pretty simple especially if you don't even want to mess with starting seeds then go buy some plant starts somewhere um, I prefer to get go to a local nursery we have a couple in our area and I really like that you could even look a lot of our schools actually will have plant cells as well so you can even look at maybe a local high school if they have like a FFA department then they very likely will be selling some kind of plant starts and you could look at that as an option too usually pretty affordable you wouldn't even have to mess with seeds or anything like that you could just get your soil get your plant starts get it all planted 
And then, like I said, make sure you're watering it thoroughly. Make sure you're fertilizing it appropriately. I typically, what I do personally, if I have fresh potting soil in there, I will wait about a month before I fertilize the first time. And then I do like every week or so after that. But if you feel like it's been a couple weeks and, and your plant seems to be struggling, you could obviously go ahead and add some to that specific pot or whatever. Just keep an eye on your plants. You're looking for leaves to be changing colors, any kind of yellowing anything like that if the the plant just doesn't seem to be growing it seems stunted that type of thing but usually my general rule of thumb is I wait about a month it kind of uses up all the nutrients that were there in that potting mix and then I will go ahead and start fertilizing weekly just to keep it fresh especially as the plant begins to get bigger I just want to make sure that it has all of the nutrients that it needs to grow well and to produce fruit so that's something that I do okay so Let's now talk about what you could plant in a container garden. And this is obviously going to vary based off of the size of container that you're using. Another thing that you're going to want to look at is how deep is the container. I don't prefer, so if it's something like certain herbs or like greens and things like that, it can be a fairly shallow container and be okay. But you really want it to be, I would say for me, I try to aim for at least six to eight inches deep is what I prefer. Um, and then the deeper you go from that, you're obviously going to, going to be able to plant other things that require um, more space because they may have something like a deeper tap root. The great option about a green stock planter is just the fact that they have different ones. They have a leaf one, which again is for things like greens and different things like that. But then they have their original one, which is actually deeper. And you can actually plant so many different things in it. They go into depth in that on their website. But you can plant things like even like cucumbers, zucchinis, strawberries, peppers. There's all kinds of stuff you can plant in those. The other thing I really like would be, like I've mentioned before, the grow bags. And grow bags, you can even grow berry bushes. We actually, like I mentioned, we've grown berry bushes. The bigger bush, you you do, or the bigger container, like a 20 gallon is what we used. So you are going to need to make sure that you're looking and getting the appropriate size based off of what it is you're wanting to grow. But we have also grown potatoes in the really big grow bags as well. And I know the green stock says you can grow potatoes in it as well. I have I don't have a green stock. I, again, have the Aldi stackable planters, but my sister has green stocks, and they're very similar in depth to one another. I have never grown potatoes in my stackable planters, but I have done it in a grow bag, and we had okay success. It wasn't as good as in-ground, but it wasn't... I mean, you we did get a harvest, so there was that, but also tomatoes would be another great option, and like I said, we've done blueberries. You could do raspberries. There are a lot of different options as long as you're making sure that the container is wide and deep enough for that. Like I said, with the things like berry bushes, I know they recommend, I want to say it's 20 gallons at a minimum, even up to 30 gallons. The reason why I stuck with the 20 gallon was because I knew we planned to eventually transplant that. I was not planning to let it stay there indefinitely. So I just really needed it to have a place to grow while I was trying to get everything situated and we were kind of getting it started off but if you're wanting to keep it there indefinitely as some people do then definitely going with that larger space is a really good idea um the other thing you could do like i mentioned in smaller more shallow containers would be things like herbs so dill mint all kinds of mints parsley cilantro basil um i actually with my stacking planters last year i made a basil tower i loved that thing i had i don't even know 
maybe four or five different kinds of basil on it. And I'm very excited because I let a lot of that basil go to seed last year. And I'm very curious to see as we're getting to the time where things are starting to pop back up. I'm curious to see how much of that reseeded itself in that area because I'm guessing I'm going to have basil all over the place. But I used my stacking planters and just made like a basil tower and we got so much basil off of that. It was amazing. Um, another thing would be like medicinal herbs. You could also do chives. You could do lettuces, greens, uh, any kind of chard or kale. There are just so many different options that you can do really in some kind of container. Again, you're going to want to look at whatever it is you are wanting to grow. You're going to need to look at the planting, like how much space does it require in order for it to grow appropriately. So you look at that and then you decide, okay, can this container fit that or not? That really is the main thing. And I mean, I could give you all these ideas, of course, but you are going to have to look at the specifics for whatever it is you're wanting to use and decide, okay, I can put this in this or I this isn't gonna work because it's not quite big enough and just kind of figure all of that out. But those are some suggestions for different things. We have actually done, I. I think it was maybe two years ago. Uh, yeah, it was two years ago. I grew a ton of different peppers in grow bags and that worked out really well for us as well. I have really, really liked the grow bags. I like because I, I like them because I can move them around as well. And they're fairly affordable in my opinion, especially compared to going and actually buying like an actual pot at the store. And I can just grow a lot of variety in them. I tend to stick with like the five gallon ones for the most part. If I'm going to be growing things like tomatoes, which I've also grown in a grow bag, or if I'm going to grow peppers, I don't believe I've ever done squash in them. Um, I've always done those in ground, but I know you can do those as well. So anyways, I hope this has been helpful for you Oh, I know. I just remembered a couple more. So sorry. But bush beans would be a great option as well. You could even technically grow pole beans if you figured out a way to create a, a trellis for it to grow up. You might not, depending on what the trellis was like, um, you might not get as much as you would. For instance, we use our cattle panel archways. We get a ton of beans off of that because it's so much space for the pole bean to continue to extend and grow. But that could be an option for you. There are a lot of different options you can use to like like stakes basically that you could stake into like a grow bag or a container to trellis a pole bean up. But bush beans are an amazing option. They don't take up a lot of space. You really can plant them fairly close together. You could especially in like a some kind of decent sized container you could get several different plants in one container and what i really like about bush beans is that they tend to all like they all ripen or they're ready to be picked pretty close to the same time so for me that works really well if i'm wanting to can anything or something like that because i tend to have more at one time which works really well for me whereas with like the pole beans as we pick them we continue just to get a continual harvest strawberries are a great thing as well for like a stacking container or stacking planter I, that's actually on my list this year is to get another set of stacking planters and to grow some strawberries. We already have our strawberry patch in ground, but I really want to take some runners from that patch and start an, another set in a planter because I have a child who loves strawberries. And in my opinion, 
I'm curious to see, but what I suspect is it's going to be a lot less maintenance, having it up off the ground and away from ants or anything like that. Radishes would be another great option that you could try as well. I love radishes, very quick turnaround. It's very, very simple. And um, even carrots would be a good one in my opinion, because you can keep carrots grow better in loose soil. And so having that potting mix just like fresh and, and, um, very loose is going to be a great option for growing carrots as well. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I would love to hear from you. What is it that you plan to grow in a container this year? Come share with us over in our free Facebook community and I will see you guys back next week. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who is wanting to live more holistically without the overwhelm? Also, don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. It blesses and encourages me to know that this show is helping you. All right, friends, it's time for me to go work in the garden and make some homemade bone broth. I will see you back next week.